Hey guys, and welcome back to the people of Colby College. I'm Silas, and this is our first formal episode. Um, I figured we should have some sort of format for this podcast, so I decided I'm going to ask every guest I have on where they're from, what they're doing at Colby College, and where they hope to go after Colby College. Um, Those are just really open-ended questions, but I guess it gives some sort of structure, (laughs) and I get to learn about people's past, um, which I really enjoy. But anyways, today I had the privilege of talking with Eli Zabello, a rising junior at Colby. He's a far-out drummer and just an all-around chill guy, and I've played many shows with him at Colby in a variety of student bands through the Colby Music Incubator, which has just been a blessing. But Eli's also part of a real studio band at Colby, not the spacey, jammy shit that (laughs) we do normally. Um, He's part of a real band, Topsy, which just released their debut album at the start of quarantine. Uh, The album's name is Hipster Doofus, and you should check it out on Spotify or Apple Music. It's an awesome, sort of sounds like 90s rock, kind of, but good 90s rock, (laughs) Um, if it's I love the album personally um, so yeah go check it out wherever you get your music and you know Eli and I used to get lunch together after our history of rock and roll class and have great conversations over lunch and this conversation is no different but as a fair warning the first chunk is purely us fanboying out about Bruce Springsteen so if you want to skip ahead a little bit you can skip, you know, the first uh, 15 minutes or so of the podcast, 10, 15 minutes, and we start talking about Eli and where he's from. Um, but anyways, with that, here's our conversation. Hey, hey. How's it going? Going good. What's up, man? You know, just not much. Chill. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I've I just ordered this just came in the mail yesterday. His um Nice his, like five hundred page autobiography. Damn. <laughs> I was, I've read I've never read his autobiography. I've read a different it was from an earlier in his career. It was like a someone who like worked with him and like traveled with him like for a year and then wrote a book about it that one's just mm-hmm. called Blues. yeah yeah there's i feel like there's probably like so many books <laughs> yeah yeah there's so many out there i remember a few years Bruce ago springsteen how can i mean <laughs> yeah but like a few years ago i was like okay i want to like read a book about the beatles and see that and i looked at it, i was like okay there's a like i wanted one that was like a, maybe like a cool summary and like stuff i didn't know and then i just found this like 20 book anthology of like everything i was like okay I don't have the time to read that but yeah I was reading I was like when I started getting like real I was like oh I want to order this book I was already reading a biography by the one of the Grateful Dead drummers and oh. I had to like I had to crush through that to get to this book so I was like <laughs> oh now I gotta like I gotta crush it oh my gosh oh but some some of the stories from like, I'm sure this book will be the same. Like, you just hear the music. Like, some of the stories are insane. Like, wild. Yeah. Crazy. There's another cool book. Uh, Clarence Clemens has a book 
that's another sort of like partial autobiography that like the whole thing is writing the book it's just his craziest stories and he sort of admits in it that like I have absolutely embellished all of these stories but but he there's there's like there's wild stuff that he writes about but like it's 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 really cool I knew Clarence I like like I knew the name Clarence Clemens forever I feel like but I knew him even more before because he like sat in with the dead a bunch in the 90s oh yeah yeah he sat in I mean admittedly the Grateful Dead kind of sucked during that time but (laughs) like they were just not good but you know but anyways I knew him from that but yeah like I've been diving so deep I've been listening to like they released like a 75 live show a bunch of years back that I've been listening to a lot because that's my favorite yeah. era is like, you know, mm-hmm. Asbury Park, Wild Innocent, East Street Shuffle, Born to Run, and then um, Darkness. Um, yeah. To me, it's everything pre, like, Glory Days, Born in the USA. Yes. I was going to say, that's, like, that's, yeah, The River has some great songs. I lo- So The River was, like, the first, when I was, like, two, that was, like, the one CD. We had a bunch of CDs, but we had this boombox in that, like, my dad would play that all the time. And so I, it became like, for my really? two-year-old self, it became my favorite album. And I would even like, my parents would tell stories that I would like just put it on and start blasting it and like dance around. And they'd be like, Eli, you have to turn it down. Apparently sometimes I would just get mad and I'd take the boom box into my room and then just blast it and jump around. Oh my gosh. So the-, the River is the only album that I haven't listened to like multiple times. I've listened to it like once and I've listened to like, you know, the hits like the ties that bind and the hits but like I don't know it's kind of like the white album in the sense that I feel like there's one album's worth of amazing stuff on there and then there's an album's worth of like pretty good stuff but not it's big it's yeah it's huge it's like what it's like 30 songs or something ridiculous like that. and he was writing so much more that wasn't released like that got released on tracks yeah, yeah. Or did you listen on Spotify? They have like a whole like they did like a river like twenty fifth anniversary thing, and there's like songs that didn't make the cut. Yeah, some of them are like actually bad, and sort of like, wow, this is Bruce playing a bad song. <laughs> I didn't know he did that. Well, I know. And there's other songs that like, like what's that song? It's called like Thundercrack, I think is the name of it, or something. There's yeah. songs that like he's never released that like he'll play at live shows that like are amazing. <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah, it's, crazy. And also, I mean, Nebraska also, I love Nebraska too. Yeah. Um, just because like, that's like folk sort of acoustic is like my background. And like, I don't know, I just like, I knew Atlantic City before I knew anything, you know, like that was like, <laughs> but yeah, it was funny because I, I was talking. Guy? Yeah. So were you a big the band guy? Because that's like. No, I mean. Uh, I, I had heard that version because that's, yeah. you know, that's, but I mean, that song's just so famous. Like, even like oh, yeah. when like Grateful Dead cover bands that I'll go see, they'll cover that song as an encore, you know what I mean? Just because it's like one of the songs in, but yeah. Yeah. Wait, before I forget, actually, I'm not going to forget this because I, I almost texted you when this happened, but yeah. So the, so the past few summers I've worked at, like this this like farm camp type thing called the farm school right and the founder of the farm school is this guy named ben holmes and he's like kind of a family friend my mom taught with his wife or something but um they have a fundraiser every year and this year was like an online fundraiser and i'd always kind of known this but i'd sometimes 
forgotten this, the founder of the farm school, Ben Holmes, was high school buddies with Bob Weir. No. And I'm, I'm watching this fundraiser and like, and now it's like, you know, my boss from last year, who I know very well, is like, and now we have special musical guest, Bob Weir. I'm like, wait, what? And he's there like playing the song, like just for life. I was like, what's up everybody? Please donate to the farm school. I'm like, wait a second. What? Oh my gosh, that's crazy. He's a weird guy too. Like, yeah. I'm gonna be honest. He didn't guys. sound. He was doing it solo, and like he's he didn't sound great anymore. But I mean, <laughs> it doesn't matter. You're at this like weird local farm fundraiser, and Bob Weir's there. It's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I know. Bob Dylan just released another album, and it's like gotten really good reviews. Like the songwriting's like really good because the last few have been really crappy, you know. But. Mm-hmm you just listen to it and you're like, if you don't know Bob Dylan before, you're gonna be like, who the hell is this old, horrendous, <laughs> like he sounds like trash, you know what I mean? It's just like, uh, but you have to get past it, I guess. And Bob Dylan never had the, the, the sweetest, nicest voice anyway. He had an no. interesting voice. I liked his voice, kind of. I, I get sick of it if I listen to it too much, but like, he would, technically speaking, he wasn't a great singer to begin with. And now it's bad. It's a lot because you think Bruce is pretty old, but he can still sing. Like, yeah, I know? actually don't. His newest stuff, I still think is is like good. It's it's different, but he yeah. he still sounds good. Like he's he still got it. And he's still going out and touring. And I'm I'm watching videos. Uh, is it? I forget what song. There's one song that he like he like like basically lies on his back and like arches all the way back using the microphone stand to like hold him up i think it's um i think it's 10th avenue freeze out and i was okay. watching a video from yeah. like 2017 and he was still doing it at like whatever 68 or whatever i'm like he has so much energy it's it's unbelievable like yeah he plays yeah. such long shows too like he's like running around for like three hours it's yeah it's crazy it's crazy i Thanks so much for turning me on to him because I'm literally just like, no, bro, oh, I'm so excited that you're like getting just like yes, yes. And it's like yeah, you go back and like listen because it would it had been a while. The river I'll listen to all the way through, probably for the past five years I've done it like once a year, mm-hmm. but I hadn't really listened to like Asbury Park or like mm-hmm. any of that stuff for a while. So I would yeah. recommend it. Also, we yeah. should definitely there's a few songs in there. Like it would be fun. I will see what the CMI is like next year, but it'd be fun to do like. Sherry Darlin or like Ties yeah. That Bind or I, it's my, yeah. my river bias there but like. <laughs> I was gonna say Sherry yeah <laughs> yeah I mean it's funny because like I was even talking to my mom because my parents are you know they're old hippies into music but mm-hmm. she was like you know when she went to high school it was like born in the USA all the all American guys listen to Bruce yeah. with their with their headbands and like she wasn't into <laughs> that you know what I mean <laughs> you know yeah. but I don't know but there's and that's what I that's what I thought of Bruce Springsteen too like I had my classic rock playlist that I have had forever it's like classic rock yeah. radio basically and Bruce Springsteen's on it but it's born in the USA it's glory days it's yeah, born to run you know dancing in the dark like yeah I, I couldn't stomach dancing in the dark I didn't put that one on there <laughs> it's too you know born in the USA is bad enough in production it's <laughs> I don't know. It's I feel like the the 80s ruined a lot of great. There's like a bunch of like my dad was like way into Van Halen so I was like listening through the Van Halen cap like oh this is great and then like the 80s hit and you're like oh that stuff. Yeah. Born in the USA is a good album of great songs, I feel like. You know what I mean? 
it's like yeah. the songs themselves, the lyric, the songwriting and most of them, like Born in the USA even, you know, it's like, yeah. it's like a great song, but uh, I don't know. Anyways, it's not the same. enough Bruce, I guess, I, but yeah. I had to, I was like, I, had I, to. I knew that was going to happen. Like I was telling my parents, I was like, like oh yeah, and like talking to my friend Silas, was like, we're probably going to talk about Bruce for at least 20 minutes. And then we'll yeah, I, had, I just had to. And the thing is, I work at a golf course and I like, okay. mo- I mow during the day. So I basically mm-hmm. have six hours a day to listen to anything. Oh, so awesome. I've been listening to six hours a day of Bruce, you know what I mean? And I found like a podcast from some New Jersey newspaper that like oh, each wow. episode was like ranking a series, like they ranked the top 70 Bruce Springsteen songs of all time. And like, I was just like going through, you know what I mean? But I don't know. It's interesting. But yeah, anyways. <laughs> okay, I guess I should get to some get to some stuff about you instead of uh instead of the boss but um <laughs> so i don't i i was thinking about it and i don't even know if i can name the town you're from where are you from uh cambridge mass oh okay i knew you were from around boston but i wasn't sure i was like, I, was like I know he's from around boston okay yeah. Was was it? Are you right in the? It, I'm looking out your window here. It doesn't look like you're right in the city. No. So we live in like the, one of the more like residentially areas. So it's sort of it's it's a residential street, but like down at the end of the street, there's like a car dealership and a bunch of rotaries, and then there's the highway and stuff. And then it's pretty like, it's sort of a nice combination of it. Definitely like, it's it's like actual houses. It's mostly like double decker houses, so like someone on the first floor, someone on the second. But it's definitely like a more suburban-y sort of vibe. But then it's, I mean, it's when I go for runs, my running route, and I don't run very long, it goes like right into Boston. So it's close to a lot of things. I didn't know you ran. I didn't know you went for little runs. It's just mostly just for, for, for exercise. Yeah. Well, honestly, that's, that's the reason I do it. More than competition or anything, I just do it for mental health. And <laughs> yeah. That's, it's for, like, that's what you check about like listening to music. Like, I'll like, like before I run, I'll like pick out the like, 12 songs or whatever I'm gonna listen to and be like okay I'm gonna do and I'll like get excited and then you just like run and vibe and dang that's so awesome I always love to like hear people that like I did not know brand at all and it's like oh yeah I go out or run a little I don't know it warms my heart I don't know why <laughs> anyways but so do your parents work in Cambridge yeah so my mom teaches at a school here she teaches kindergarten oh um, she taught kindergarten at the school that I went to. Um, oh, dang. Is that a pl- it's actually, Yeah, it's, it's a private school, which is good. I got to go there because she taught there, which was nice. Um, but it's great. She's been there. She's like started teaching there. She was like 25 or something and hasn't left. Like she's been teaching in the same classroom for like 36 years or something crazy like that. Wow. Um, Kindergarten's like a tough. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I don't know how they're like she's been talking about like how like social distance kindergarten is going to be impossible yeah and how do you even do online learning kindergarten you can't yeah no she's it's mostly sending activities that then the parents have to do with them and then they like check in once a day but their zoom meetings are like 10 minutes long because i mean that's their attention span pretty much yeah my mom's taught like elementary school for whatever decades and she's always done like third and fourth grade and they moved her down to second grade. And she was like, no, too young. Too young. <laughs> like I need to have more substantial interactions. 
but now yeah. she's a STEM teacher and she does pre-K through fourth grade like she does everyone and she's trying to teach like pre-K and K you know kids on technology and it's like she's saying only like 20% of the students actually do their work yeah. you know it's just like it's tough yeah. you know it's tough yeah but, that's the thing Apparently next year they're going to have desks that are all six feet apart. I just that's not going to work. Okay. No kindergartner is sitting at a desk. Like no. you see your friend that you haven't seen in four months, you're not social distancing. No. You're going to go over and like tackle your friend yes. right in the grip. Like yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. And masks. Can you even imagine? Like yeah, that's not. No way. No way. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to have to do something with. I don't know, maybe only two days a week of school or I don't know, you know, especially because yeah. you're in more of an, you know, urban area there. It's like, it's yeah. tough. It's, it's more densely packed. I've been hearing a lot of high school, like my high school, apparently they're going to do, like, I think they might do every other day. Sort of like you go and you have in-person class and then they basically give you a bunch of work and they give you videos or something or whatever. And then you do online the next day or at home and then you go back or yeah, something like that. Gotcha. Well, you know, yeah. was did you go to a big high school in Cambridge, or was it through the same system that your mom worked at? No, so yeah, I went to I went to the uh, public high school. Okay. And it was a big school. It was about like a little over two thousand kids. Yeah. So Damn. Damn. Yeah, that's it's a big boy. I think it ta I like looked at the numbers. It has more people than Colby had. Wow. Okay. Wow. I'm surprised you didn't want to go up in size from that, but. Yeah, it was, I don't know, it's, it was very different, but because it's sort of like, it was one building, like one big building. So Colby feels actually a lot smaller because it's like spaced out and it's more yeah. like you're like walking around. So it seems less dense. Yeah. Whereas it was like, you know, you're walking in the hall, you're just in like a stream of people or like if you drop something in the hallway, you're screwed because then everybody's. Gone. Really? Dang. Yeah. Wow. No, that's a completely different experience. It's a big pond too, I feel like, you know, in terms of sports and everything. Like it's just a big pond to be in in high school. Yeah, yeah. You know? It took me a while. To, I didn't love it my first few years, but then after I like found my own thing, like mm -hmm. wrestling and like jazz, I found it's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do these things. It's a unique combination. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there, there wasn't much crossover. For all the jazz people, I was the like annoying jock person. And then for all the, all the wrestling people, I was like, band geek i know i remember i'll i have a bunch of oh, yeah. we on my cross-country team we had some people who wrestled and oh, yeah. we would always like we would always just be like i don't know on them about like how they had you know eating habits and stuff during wrestling season you know we would always just like i don't know it's just such a weird it's a weird sport i mean not it's to say they're running but you know <laughs> but it's a weird each sport has their own like little culture that when you're in it everything seems totally normal and then you're like talking to your friend it's like oh yeah no i'm eating this piece of chicken and a stick of celery for dinner and they're like what the heck I'm like, eh, it's not that bad i know I, I was in the my school's workout room which is it's basically one treadmill and one bike in high school and it was me and a wrestling a couple wrestlers and they were talking about like they just went to the bathroom. They were talking about how much weight they shed during their bathroom trip. Exactly. That was, was huge. Like, like, <laughs> dude, no, that was when you had to like drop pounds and you had to go to the bathroom. You were like, yes, I have to go to the bathroom. This is going to be great. I was like, what is happening right now? But 
I had I had some amazing friends on uh on those teams. So yeah. And we had a decent program too. We had I think we had someone who was um who got third in New England for their weight class this year. Um oh, really? Wait, and you're uh, probably the same system because you're public school, you know. Yeah, we would we would see a lot of the Connecticut was sort of the best state in New England. Really? So they did pretty well at New England's. What what school did you go to again? Um I know it was Lyman, Lyman. We're technically like two school Lyman, Wyndham Tech, we combined, but we're like blue, I don't know. Okay. Wyndham sounds Wyndham. Familiar. Wyndham Tech. I think the Lyman kids are mainly the good kids. But it's like a since it's like a farm town, there's sort of that culture of like yeah, like, I don't know, like you know what I mean, sort of like. Yeah, yeah. You're well, you're roping like up hay bales. You're wrestling other people. You know, like yeah. we would have at our cross country pasta parties the nights before dinners. We would like have wrestling matches. Like the <laughs> JV kids would wrestle. Like the varsity kids wouldn't, but the JV yeah. kids would have wrestling matches. I mean, okay, maybe I shouldn't be saying it's a little weird. Like it was really <laughs> sketchy, but it's just sort of that culture, you know. Yeah, okay. well, because the like states that most that like wrestling is the biggest. It's like rural Pennsylvania, Iowa, like those sort of like oh. Iowa is like it wrestling is huge in Iowa. And that makes sense. It's sort of that like farm Exactly. It's the yeah, like go out and you like herd cattle and then you go and wrestle somewhere. Like wrestle a cow and that's your workout. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my it's not like yeah, I guess if you're from, you know, really nice suburban New York or whatever, it's not as common to <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah dang that's pretty cool i've i've always i don't know wrestling's also one of those sports that's like i we always felt a kind of camaraderie with it because at our school i'm sure it, at every school it's the same but like there's you know one sport you know at football it's most schools but for us it was soccer because we didn't have a football team so we always felt camaraderie camaraderie with wrestling like the team that never got funding or never got you know had to, like no fans in the stand you know what I mean? exactly like, even though they were good like Boston wrestling were probably the two best teams <laughs> that was dude, that was the tough thing because our wrestling team was good we would like we were like pretty consistently throughout my four years we were like ranked somewhere between like 25 and 10 in the state and we were like okay we're like pretty good but our basketball team was like really good like they won a bunch of state championships when we were there and so they got all the fun. They had their fancy jackets and they had like the names on the stuff and like the monogram jersey and like the sponsorship and like they would have like the full house every night and it was like fifteen dollars to go to a basketball game. Fifteen dollars? Yeah, if you were a student, it was free. But like for other people, like people who weren't students would like go to see basketball games and we're like they're like rolling up the wrestling mats after practice, seeing all these people come in like. God damn it. Yes, rolling up the wrestling mats after practice and yes, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. But yeah, I'm, I don't know. I mean, I guess wrestlers in Cambridge, it's not as big of a culture, I guess. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. No, we, it was, it's, we're, we're not known for, for wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Most oh. of our wrestlers are people who play basketball and then try out for the basketball team their freshman year, get cut and then mm. start wrestling. Yeah. It's also interesting because a lots, because lots of colleges are cutting sports now. Yeah. And cross country and wrestling are two of the ones that are starting to get cut at a lot of yeah. schools. Dropping off. Yeah. And now it's just, it's just yeah, it's tough. Sucks. Yeah. But hey, even UConn, UConn just cut their men's cross country team. 
Really? Mm -hmm. I think UConn is like big, but sports. Yeah. 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 But they cut it for budgetary reasons. Yeah. They're crazy. And yeah. And a lot of these schools are just cutting men's because of Title IX, you know? So it's weird. It's like, and like, so coaches are, I don't know, it's weird. But yeah, that's how it is, you know? Anyways. (laughs) Yeah. It's weird, like, I'm, I'm starting to do all these, you know, Zoom calls with people, and it's just mm-hmm. weird having, like, an in-depth conversation after literally not seeing people, know. you know what I mean? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Good, but it's, like, it's, like, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully we'll get to have these at, in dining halls next year at Colby. Yeah, well, so I'm know. just, I'm excited, like, from all the emails, emails that it seems like we're planning on coming back, and I'm excited yes. about that like yes. that's, that's i'm happy to be back yeah even I'll, i will do all the social distance I will, i'll do all that stuff if we get to be back and they're not if that and the not isolating room stuff like the whole people like you can just you and your roommates will just be like okay yeah that's good like, like tufts is a little tough have you read tufts thing no i haven't but i can so, guess it's because it's more i mean it's here in the city it's basically you have like a like a like a family there like at college you'd get to choose six to twelve people that you don't have to socially distance with and then everyone else at college you like can't you have to wear a mask around you have to be outside of 10 feet you know what i mean that's wait does every does the 12 do they all have to pick the same 12 yeah, so it's like they're going to do another room draw sort of thing where it's like you get have to choose a group of six to 12 people. And you have to sort of like choose groups. A lot of like sort of toxic social stuff that could go on. With yes. It. Like that's going to lead to some very uncomfortable stuff because I feel like that's like, yeah, you have like friends who aren't necessarily friends with each other. Like that's sort mm-hmm. of like, that's. Yeah. I know. I know me and me and Abby were talking about that and we we're like, God, I hope Colby doesn't do that because we're going to have to find a way. I mean, actually, we have it pretty good because we could do, form a cross-country group. But that, like people like that who have relationships. Exactly. Tough. Like, like, And then you have your relationship and then you have your like eight buddies or whatever. And mm-hmm. then your significant other has their friends. And like those groups of friends might not or like yeah. they probably also have significant others. And it's like it doesn't. Yeah. It's tough. But hey, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm happy to but, be going back. I'm happy. You know, if Bowden's not going back, Williams is only like half the kids or something. Yeah. I don't know. I think David Green is like happy to be like, <laughs> Bowden, check this he out. He is. He is. He's, He's like, yo, now. check Colby out. We're like doing it right. <laughs> For all the shit David Green gets, which like, He's he's come he's he's come up pretty clutch. He has come up clutch during this quarantine thing. Like, yeah. in even in the beginning, he was committed to trying to. I mean, obviously, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, he was. He's really you know, two tests a week is like serious stuff. Yeah, he's he's going all in. Yeah, I, I and spending money on it too. Yeah. 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 And the, yeah. the what the swanky hotel that was going to be their thing. It's like now the students yeah. going there. And, Although I'm glad because I was gonna go abroad in the fall and I had oh, it all like lined up and I just they like opened room draw again late and I was like no like I'm 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 dropping out so I can do room draw because I assumed it'd be canceled yeah and I'm glad I did because I think a lot of those people wow. who tried to go through with it are gonna end up in the hotel with random people yeah damn you got your smart big brain <laughs> because people are gonna get screwed <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's gonna be a yeah. weird year. And then they're also leasing out a hotel. 
Yeah. That's that's for quarantine. But anyways, I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna be weird, but I'll be happy to be on campus. Exactly. Like the I feel like it'll just being on campus will feel like an improvement and it'll feel lucky, even though there'll probably be a lot of things like no idea what'll happen with sports, like with cross country or with like it's Yeah. Yeah. I mean we're not I'm I'm gonna say right now we're not gonna have a real season. Like there's not gonna be NCAA. You know what I mean? Yeah. Our coach our coach is trying to tell us we will or we might i everybody goes for a run on their own with like an ankle monitor and the times get recorded and like hey i'm gonna hop on an electric scooter that's what i'll do (laughs) (laughs) but anyways that's not what i run for anyways so (laughs) but okay so let's see i guess i should i guess i should try to stay on track here but um (laughs) sorry Oh, I, I, this is amazing. I'm not, this is perfect. I'm trying to, um, let's see. Oh yeah. So Colby, uh, I guess I know a lot of the stuff you do at Colby. Um, I probably don't know everything though. Cause I, f- I feel like I see you during our music class together and I see yeah. you during band and then I don't really see you, you know? Yeah. I don't know. So what are you doing at Colby? Just, I don't know. What are you doing at Colby? Yeah, so there's there's obviously the music stuff, which is, that's been sort of nice because I feel like I've been able to start doing like different parts of music stuff because there's been like, because I've always like music's always been something I've done, but the actual like academic studying music theory and stuff like that, something I'd never done before and doing it here is like, it's really cool. It's hard. <laughs> we were doing like our final project for music theory two was like, yeah, compose your own sonatina. And I'm like, I have... I have no idea what I'm doing here and I like know the like basic things but it's sort of just like I don't really like play a melodic instrument so I don't like can't like sit down and noodle and be like oh I like that it's more like I'll just kind of whistle to myself and be like oh I like that but um, oh my gosh I didn't even think about that that's so tough but I guess you can you can fiddle on piano yeah yeah and I've been doing piano lessons which has been a lot of fun okay um and sort of like that's those sort of coincide with like gaining knowledge of the melodic and harmonic world of music um so that's been a lot of fun and then doing and do jazz band um which is a blast i was bummed that that didn't end up we we had some fun songs lined up but that's another thing that i've done like for a long time played in jazz bands since like fourth grade or so but then that's very different from the theory stuff and then there's like CMI stuff, which even is like, there's different stuff within that because like sort of what we've done and sort of there's been like, you know, like jam stuff that I've, you know, I've done a lot of that and a lot of more like classic rock sort of stuff. And then there's Topsy, which is a lot, which has been a lot different. And that's been a really cool experience of like, it sort of has been like evolved from like, okay, learning like shorter, like alt rocky songs that like, sort of like you learn how to play the song and that's how it goes. And then that's sort of developed more and more as we've been doing more and more um, original stuff to be like, okay, I can do whatever I want. Cause most of the time like playing stuff, I just go there and like jam and like play a beat and play fills here and there and be like, okay, that's fun. But I'd never really thought of like, I'm going to do this fill here and then I'm going to do this here and I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. And I remember one of the first times like hearing myself play one of our songs, I was like, I do the same fill four times it's a good fill, but I just do it too much. And by the fourth time I did, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to do it again, aren't I? Like it's, so like being aware of that and really thinking like, okay, I'm going to do this here. And then being able to go to the, uh, the recording studio over 
um, spring break and like really record and go through that process been was that was a blast like that was an amazing process and it's sort of it was kind of what I thought it would be where I'm like I'm really pleased with the result and I'm happy with it but it's sort of like listening to it it's not like you know I, I like thought going in like yeah I can play the songs pretty well and now I, there's like eight eight things in all the songs that I wish I could do better I was like oh if I was to do it again I'd do this and so really like listening back now yeah yeah there's really? like it's all, it's all small stuff but it's like it's tough where like where I didn't quite nail it and the other thing is it's also pretty nice where like if I come in early on if I remember there's like one there's a few times you know you have a snare drum that's a hit that's a bit early just seeing Charlie the name of the uh, guy from Brazen Youth who we worked with just being able to take that snare hit and move it so it's perfectly in time I was like that's I'm a little scared of that I like it it's gonna make it sound better it's gonna save us a lot of time that's going to happen and I'm not going to play the song completely perfectly that scares me a little that bit that does scare me too it's it, it's that's the thing is like listening now I like listen to like a song on the radio I was like is that drummer actually good or did they just move the stuff I was like I'm, I'm scared and it was the I reached a point where like okay you're going to do zero edits to something that I so it sounds like something I can't do but I'm okay with splicing stuff that I did particularly well one take and sort of that's what yeah a lot of the process were like but that was a really fun process and i've i'm i'm, I'm proud and very excited with the, the result from that literally so got sidetracked just talking about that. no i don't think i've texted you about this or anything i love that album like Thank you. Thank not i'm not joking when you know they have that quarantine top songs thing mm-hmm. like it's like i've done it twice just to see and both times all three have still been topsy songs because really? like you know, above the Grateful Dead. <laughs> I, that, that means so much to me. <laughs> Thank you. But literally, I, I've, Sam's voice is so good on that song, you know, and Sky's on, my favorite song is, um, oh my gosh, I've listened, literally, it's my number one song I've listened to during quarantine. The one about Sky, the second, it's this, um, where he, he's the awesome bass slides, Posting oh. Yes, Posting Bale. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that song. I love that song. And I'm, there was a point where I was singing it to myself for like a three-day st- stretch so much. Like, like, one more night. Posting, like, so many times that, like, my family would, like, be like, stop it. Stop. 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 And when I would, I, they would just call, and I'd be doing it subconsciously. I'd just be like, they'd be like, no, 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 no. That makes me so unbelievably happy. Wow. Thank you. And also, because I've been doing that, like singing that song for the past like year or so, that, like, the Woodsman team will get really sick of me, Cal- me and Calvin will just be like walking around, just like, just like constantly, whenever there's like, why we just start singing, we do our whole like acapella thing, and it's off. And I've sent nice. that album to friends, my friends at home, some who like are into music, but oh, don't awesome. know Kobe. And they really like, like one of my friend's favorite songs, he's into Lumineers and he really likes like thinking things. You know what I mean? Mm. That's actually probably one of my favorite songs too. And um, I texted uh, Sky about it because I was like, what are the words in that chorus? Like I don't get them. I never have. It's what spend you said my it life. was some poem or something. Uh, Apparently, it's a reference to a poem. And Sam's was like, people will get it. It's like no one's gonna get it. 
Wait, it's it's like hunting snarks at night. Yes. And I thought that he was talking about the snark you put on the end of your guitar. Same. When I first heard the song, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I guess there's a poetic meaning to that. That like, I'm hunting my, I'm going to go play guitar at night because I'm sad. Yeah. Yeah. Crashing soft against the glass. I'm like, I'm trying, I'm just trying to, but still just the, the whole album. I, there's some just pop bangers on it. And then there's just songs that are more like, I'm just, oh, I love it so much. And it's like before I, and when I get in, like, you know, some, when I get into an album, I listen to it, like, not just once not, or twice. I listen to it, like, 10 times a day until the people around me hate me. Like, <laughs> and that's what I was doing for, like, three weeks. You know what I mean? It was just, uh, it's so good. So good. Yeah. Anyways, but. Because <laughs> that's the thing is we always, like, it was always sort of found out like we the first show we played when we played those songs we were just like looking at each other after it and just start like cracking up because we like really loved those specifically those eight we weren't the last one emily was a new addition yeah because we had extra time and sort of calvin had been sitting on that one so we figured and it feels sort of like an outro almost that was sort of the idea is that because we had like put together like planned out these are the eight we're going to do and this is going to be the order Mm-hmm. And then it was sort of like, well, we have more time because I mean, COVID kind of helped us because we had more time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like, do we want to sort of do it as like a bonus track? We were, we were yeah, thinking. yeah. I I don't I don't love that song, but that's okay. <laughs> it's, it's different. Like it's it's that's that yeah. sort of like it's thing. it's an outro. It's it's an yeah. outro. You know, there. But, this is the sort of yeah. thing. It's last. You can you can ignore it if you want. If yeah, you like it. yeah. You know, but. I mean, the rest of the, the other good thing that I love about the album is it has like a great flow to it. Like, you know what I mean? Just the tempo and the grooves of the songs, they change up so much. Like there's some songs where you guys sound, you know, probably credit to Sky, just like Red Hot Chili Peppers. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm like, is my mom, I was playing it and my mom was like, is this Red Hot Chili Peppers? Like she said that. And I was I like. I'm glad that that happened. That will make his, like his life for the rest of the time. Like someone confused me for Fleet. Yes. But the thing that I like about it is it's like Red Hot Chili Peppers, as good as they are, they tend to sound the same on a lot of stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, I love Red Hot Chili Peppers, but they, but like you guys definitely don't sound the same. Uh, you know what I mean? Like the whole, I feel like it's a, it's a greater diversity of, you know, sound from song to song, which is awesome. Yeah. But Thank you. That's, it's, I've, I've been like going through fate, like, I'm right. So basically, sort of like you, I was listening to it constantly for a while. And then I started getting like, not sick of it, but enough where it's like, okay, if yeah. I listen to it too much, I'm going to get sick of it. And recently I've been like listening to it again. I was like, oh, because I've, I've gotten Calvin is, um, he's in Boston for the summer. So I've gotten to see him a few times and he just like put on a song. I was like, hey, dude, what band is this? They're pretty sick. Like, <laughs> uh. That means a lot to me for you to say that. Thank yeah, you. it's it's really sick. Yeah, and it just I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah the studio fit fit you guys really well, like a glove. <laughs> but anyways, so I assume unless someone taps you to be a a, a jazz session drummer, um, <laughs> you're not you're not gonna try to go into music. No. no. Okay. I don't know what I am going to try to go into. But okay. 
Because that was your segue into like academic interests. I don't know. Because I'm trying to, I actually don't. Are you govern? What are? Uh, physics. Oh, wait. Yeah, I knew that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And it's basically a wide, oh, open, open pasture right now for you, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, if I had to predict what I'd be doing, it would be teaching in some regard, but I'm not sure if I would want to do like research or like try to, you know, do grad school and go to academia and like professors. Oh, like um, so just like teaching at some level, high school or professor. Yeah. yeah, that's what both my parents did for a while. And I think all four of my grandparents. Um, <laughs> I am the exact, literally the exact same, both my grandparents, all my cousins, my aunt, my mom are all teachers. And they were like, never go into education. That's what they said. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sorry. I, you passed on the genes. I can't do anything. <laughs> I enjoy it. And that's your fault. <laughs> what does your dad do? So my dad taught for a, a while. He taught until I was probably about 10 years old. And then he basically, he had a midlife crisis. He did all the classic midlife crisis stuff. He played in like a band with a bunch of teachers and then started playing bass in a grunge band. Um, he got a truck, he got tattoos, all that fun stuff. But he also- this while you were alive? Yeah, this was when I was like nine or so. Okay, okay. He came back from church one day with a big tattoo and I was like, whoa. <laughs> um, but he works as a contractor now. Okay. Um, that, actually, that's what I've been doing the past um, few weeks. It, that's sort of my plan for the summers. I've been working- at the at his firm not his firm but the one he works at um sort of just like a laborer sort of going up doing like demo tearing out floors and stuff like that yeah he yeah so he works in that sort of just doing like project management yeah i like that i don't know why that's that's, my that's my bias towards blue collar jobs i've always said that's like that's my like backup plan in life everything goes like okay i'll get it I'll get a truck, I'll start, I'll do like carpentry and I have like a bunch of other like loser buddies and we'll all like play, have a band where we play like Stone Temple Pilots and like Alice in Chains and like that'll be my life and I'll be happy. Yeah, yeah. You're just, you're Matt Damon and Goodwill Hunting. You can either take the physics route or you can just be a day and you'll be happy either way. There you go. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Argument, draw light. Oh yeah. There we go. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. That's what I've always thought too. I could, you know, I could do anything, but I can always be a high school math teacher and yeah. coach cross country. I that's that's that. literally is my plan. Like maybe I'll be like a high school physics teacher and coach wrestling. Yes. yes. That. And, like, and guess what? There'll be jobs as a high school math or physics teacher, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> might not be the best ones, but they'll probably be, it'll be. They'll, they'll be okay. And you well, know, for me, like, like, the best is, like, you won't pay a lot of money, but. You know, I, like, they're, they're it's better. such a privileged thing to say, but, like, coming from a middle-class family, I'm not that worried about money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even the lifestyle that my parents live right now is probably, like, I could live below this and be happy. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's, there's kind of just, to me, it's more just like a threshold of, like, you don't want to. Uh, there's a level where you don't want to be worrying about where you're going to yeah. get food from that but once you sort of like cross that level then it's more just is are you happy with what you're doing versus yeah. do you have like 
guest bedroom or like a fancy yeah. manager house. Like, really. Yeah. And I mean, I've, I've had this like same conversation with a lot of Colby kids, especially and just kids our age. And I don't know. I've, I mean, it's just something that everyone's thinking about right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's something that you don't think you're going to think about, but we're thinking about money. We're thinking about how much we want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. So are you, what classes are you taking in physics this semester? I'm actually taking, it worked out interestingly that I can't take any physics classes this semester. So I'm, oh. I have a weird setup this semester um, where I'm taking, I'm taking vector calc, which is physics related and I'm taking because of physics. I hear that's mad easy, actually. That's what I've heard. And I feel like we like covered enough stuff sort of like kind of like that in um, uh, 162. Yeah. So I feel like, okay. Also, I it was TAing 162, like sort of resharpen those skills because I yep. Yep. everything. And I had to do <laughs> homeworks and I was like, oh shit. But um, when I'm taking that, I'm taking history of mathematics. Ooh, with Leo? Apparently it's not with Leo. Oh, Fernando. Yeah. Yes. That should be so fun. He's That's awesome. That's I've heard it's like intensive, but if you love math, you're going to love it. I'm like, okay, sweet. This is going to be awesome. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. I've, I've heard good things about that class. All from super nerdy math loving people, but <laughs> I mean, that's the only people who are going to take that. That's my kind of people. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then I'm taking, this is bad. I can't even, oh, I'm taking um, world music. Okay. That and, should be pretty easy and pretty fun. Yep. And then I'm taking uh, intro to cinema studies. <laughs> okay. It's going to be. I a- love that. I love that. Like taking just intro to cinema studies is amazing. Like that's how, that's how college should be. That, that was my thinking. And I was sort of like, I was talking to my advisor and I was like, ah, classes don't really line up for me to take physics class. And he was like, okay, find classes that you're interested in. I was like, yes, we'll do. <laughs> exactly like the classes i'm listing off to my friends that i've been taking they're like how like what what kind of college do you go to i'm like i'm just taking the classes that I, you know what i mean like i don't know if they're there i maybe yeah. i'll take anthropology or something for fun i don't know yeah I, I, that's one of the ones i thought about because i had sort of like some empty slots and also i feel like it's like this is like an opportunity to like learn about random stuff that you're interested in before because I feel like the further on you go and stuff, the more sort of specialized learning becomes because it's more like there's assuming you know this much and then, okay, then you like go yeah. through that field. So I'm never going to actually learn anything about film probably any other time in my life. So this is, this is my chance. But you'll gain a lifetime of appreciation for it. Exactly, exactly. That's, that's what honestly that our, the intro to music, listening to classical music, you know, granted, I'll probably will end up taking another um, music history class at Colby because mm-hmm. um, I think it's a requirement for the minor. But now it's like classical music come on. It's like, oh, there's, I'm hearing some a lot of chromaticisms, some interesting romanticism stuff going on. I was like, I wonder if this is Brahms or something. Probably isn't. But there's like a one in 10 chance that I might be right and I could seem all fancy. But it's more like, but aside from just seeming fancy, that's not the point. It's more just like, actually, I feel like I can listen to classical music and like enjoy it and like appreciate yeah. it and like understand it slightly more, which is like a cool, oh, I feel that's not, not a life skill, but like you said, a life appreci- appreciation. Yeah. And even like, even just like 
when we were learning about the Beatles in rock history of rock and roll, like their influence influences from classical music. And I don't know, just like I'm looking it up right now. I'm trying to think, oh, King Crimson. That's who I was listening to the other day. You know what I mean? And just art rock and stuff like that, like a background and just listening to a little bit of classical helps so much. I don't know. Yeah, it was music theory actually convinced me more than ever of the genius of the Beatles. Because there'll be like a different cool thing and you talk about like the Neapolitan two chord was when you play a major two chord instead of a minor or like modal mixture and all sorts of weird like music theory stuff like that. And for every single song, I think just our instructor is also a big Beatles fan, but for every song he would play the Mozart example, like a Beethoven example, something like that. And he'd have a Beatles example. Really? They They would do all sorts of crazy stuff and sort of like that's now how I remember what the Neapolitan two sounds like is like it's it's in like um, Neapolitan two. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's just you. It's the second scale to read, but you play a major triad instead of a yeah. minor. Yeah. Interesting. See, it's weird because like there's also some like if I, like I've never heard of that. If I hear major one, major two, I just think modes. Yeah. <laughs> like that's my basic music range. Just thinks okay, so we're in you know, whatever, Mixolydian right now, or, or uh, Phrygian, or whatever the four is, whatever the fourth mode is, yeah. but um, yeah, I don't know, yeah, oh, the other, this is, I was, I meant to mention this when we were talking about physics, but um, mm-hmm. the other day I was listening, I was, I watched too much YouTube, and it's like weird, it's like informational YouTube, it's not like vloggers, yeah. it's like, it's really, weird. it's, it's weird <laughs> i need to stop but I, I watched like an hour of um interviews about theoretical quantum physics and stuff like that with uh robert is it, i think his name robert suskind okay yeah yeah maybe i've i recognize the name and just talking about they were talking about um theories for the multiverse and um the philosophical trajectory of the science community in terms of it used to be like finding a fundamental equation and now it's more and now it's starting to maybe get away from that and like you know just like just I love I love just learning about stuff that is way out of my depth because it makes me real I don't know I I meant to bring that up when we were talking about physics but I I always love physics because yes math is awesome and sure it's the language of the universe but physics is just i don't know it's it's so cool <laughs> to me what's so cool to me physics like shows how cool math is because you have like quantum particles can be explained their behavior can be explained and modeled using math but you can't understand it yeah like the idea that like there's particle there's like electron spin or something right like, like but it's not electron doesn't actually take up a physical area in space. It like exists as a wave, like particle wave duality and stuff like that, but it has this intrinsic angular momentum, but it's not actually spinning, yeah. but it is. And also it's spinning, it can spin in two directions. It can spin inwards and outwards at the same time. And it's sort of like, yeah, it's, stuff it's beyond our ability to like physically understand because it's just in a different world but then math can be like hey well actually you can describe it and also like you have these fundamental equations 
And then it's stuff like, actually, this math agrees with all this other math that's already been done. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. to me one of the craziest things is my one of my physics professors saying that we don't know why math works so well to describe the world. Yeah, it doesn't have to. It's like it's almost seems coincidental, but then it's so coincidental that it's you know there has to be a reason, but nobody knows why. Like it doesn't well, there's, have. There's like a big philosophical debate over whether math is invented or discovered. You know what I mean? Is it already, is all mathematics already inherent in the universe and we're just discovering it or are we actually making, or are we actually inventing it? You know what I mean? Yeah. And on your other point, Susskind was also talking about how in terms of evolutionary biology, we are not uh, evolved to understand quantum physics. Our, oh, yeah. our, you know, our animal brain is meant to understand the rock that you throw with classical physics and it goes exactly. through the air and it slopes downward. You know what I mean? That's what we are evolved. There's no evolutionary reason that we should understand quantum physics. You know what I mean? We should be able to visualize it. So we, we can't. And that's yeah. where math steps in. You know what I mean? And he was talking about how, how hard it is to talk about quantum physics because people don't have that inherent understanding that they've been evolved to have that they have of classical and you could physicists can start to get a grasp of it from years and years of doing the math, but it's hard to talk about to a layman like me or, you know, I, it's, it's, just, uh, it's so not intuitive. Yeah. And it's also like a lot of like cool physics concepts. Like you like see them every day or you can even like picture or like you can watch a video of somebody like check this out and the physics happens. And you're like, no way. And you can't do that with quantum physics. <laughs> Yeah, Check out that was... when I fling this singular electron into this like really thin sheet of gold and it technically is shouldn't have enough kinetic energy to go through but it does through quantum tunneling like yeah can't watch that happen yeah and he was talking about you know he was he was talking they were talking about string theory in one part and they were talking about he was trying he's like there's no way I can explain it but the theoretical strings in string theory are sort of vibrating and they need a, extra inventions to vibrate into they need more than three dimensions to vibrate into. I'm like, you can't, like, you can't intu intuit that. <laughs> like, vibrating in another, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but anyways, yeah, well. <laughs> now that we've had a, a grandiose, I feel like this has been great because we've had, we've went from Bruce Springsteen to <laughs> theoretical physics. I know. <laughs> That sounds like a perfect conversation to me. I don't know. It's it sounds like yes, a perfect conversation. Well, yeah. Well, thanks for talking to me for an hour. You know, it's yeah, it's great to it's see it. Damn. Yeah, you too. This has been like, I have I have things I need to do and probably bed I need to go to because I've yeah. been at five thirty every morning. But yeah, same. I'm I'm, pa I'm packing for camping this weekend, going up to Vermont. So oh yeah, nice. Yeah. What area of Vermont are you going up to? Um, Woodford, Vermont. It's like southernish, um, but yeah, it's it's like a state park in southern Vermont, um, but pretty secluded. It's I'm the per I'm from like you know rural Connecticut, so our cases are really low, so yeah. we're allowed to go into Vermont. That's the only reason without yeah. quarantining. So, yeah, should be good. Get away from cell service. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, anyways, okay. Hopefully, I'll see you in person in a few months. Yeah, hopefully. Or if you're, if 
you want to do this again, I, I enjoyed this very much. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to jam with you. I can't wait. We can do so much more Bruce now. It'll be great. Dude, I, <laughs> I'm almost scared. I'm almost, yeah, I know, I know. And we'll have to like, we'll have to like, in like bite-sized pieces, like what if we do this one song? And it's great because like, even for example, I mean, it's the obvious example, but Born to Run, it's super popular, yes, but it's an awesome song. So good. It's, I've had a whole conversation with my dad once after listening to that song where he just like, it might be a perfect song. <laughs> if I had to make my list of the 10 most perfect songs ever, that would be on it. That would be on it. <laughs> well, that's, Bruce has said he's so glad that he wrote, he, sorry, yeah, Bruce said that he's so glad that he wrote it because... He's like, it's a good, like, he's so glad that he wrote his best song was a good song, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't have to play it every show and hate it. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's not like, it's yeah, not, it's like, not like, like your song blows up and you're like, ah, damn it. I hated that one. Like it's, yeah, yeah. it's, it's so good. You no, know, whenever it comes on, no matter what, cause I've just done it so many times in my head, I'll do the dun, ba, dun, 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 Sometimes I'll still screw it up, but like most of the time I get it right and I'm like, yes. Okay. I know I know you have to go, but I have a question for you as a drummer. Yeah. Do you like do you like Max? Or do you like or do you like Mad Dog? I like Max. Really? Okay. Okay. I, I think really? he does he does all the like Mad, Mad Dog sounds great. Like he he does his thing. It's 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 good for the sound. I think Max is just a better drummer. Yeah. And I think he's better at sort of picking his spots, but also has great chops. His chops aren't quite as good, but I think he just, I think he was better at doing exactly what the song needed. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, oh, sorry, yeah. A little superior. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he's obviously, or I mean, I can't tell, but from, he, he seems like a much better drummer technically you know what I mean yeah and I feel like Born to Run would not have happened without him as a drummer you know what I mean like I can't picture Mad Dog doing Born to or like the album I mean Born to Run um yeah. and I mean that's what makes Bruce Bruce is that Phil Spector grandiose like exactly and I feel like Max complements that perfectly but at the same time Oh, I love me some Wild Innocent in the E Street Shuffle. It might be my favorite album. I oh, I love it. But and like I love it, but then I'll listen to a live version, like weird live version, and I can tell listening to it in real time that he is losing track of the time in the song. Listening to the recording of Rosalie like over and over, I'm like he speeds up and slows down. Like they, oh, the does tempo, he? The tempo is not consistent. It's <laughs> really major, but I'm like. Wait a second! I'm like playing along. I was like, he just sped up like a solid fight. Like I clocked into a metronome. I'm like, yep, he's he's speeding up and slowing down. This, the feel changes enough that it, like it doesn't matter and it's like it's fine and it still yeah. sounds great. But yeah, yeah, he's a little That's rough. Okay. Right. I'll forgive him. I'll I'll still take. Oh, yeah. I'll yeah. I still love him. I still love him. It's the, feel, it's, it's, it's the wild. Feel. It's 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 the wild. He's the wild in the wild. <laughs> but anyways, okay. I'll see you, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for asking me to do this. This was a lot yeah. of fun. Thanks for being on. Okay. Bye, Eli. Bye.